America for Sale. It's the Great Reset, everybody. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition and Paul, the producer, joining us on today's show, The Great Reset, which, by the way, is brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. By the way, Executive Properties also does garage door repairs and replacements. Uh, If you have any questions or comments, feel free to call or text. Our number here is 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863. And of course, uh, The Great Reset, we are not on Facebook or YouTube. But if you want to listen live, go to gfbestsource.com. Click listen now. It's all live. If you want to chat, click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And we're on Rumble, too. It's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. Uh, Before we get too much further into the show, a couple of things we need to do, including this. Jokes my neighbor tells me. Here we go. Jokes my neighbor tells me. Oh, oh, there we go. Uh, So an illegal attempts to pass the border. Illegal attempts to pass the border. Border patrol officer catches him and says, papers. Well, the illegal replied, scissors. Border patrol officer replied, damn it. You're free to go. I'm saying it's that easy to get across the stinking border nowadays. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I'm not even going to turn you up. No. i uh, got some stuff for you to listen to, all right? Midsummer music, uh, Midsummer Rock Music Fest is coming up. Chance for you to win some passes, three-day passes, all right? The Midsummer Rock Music Fest is happening July 20th through July 22nd in Monaga, Minnesota. There's 14 hit rock music acts playing over three days like Power Man 5000, Saliva, Theory of a Dead Man, and more. General admission, in addition to having on-site camping, will be available for RVs and tents. Now, if you'd like to win passes, all you've got to do is go over to gfbestsource.com, hit the Contact Us link at the top of the uh, message, and then state, I want those tickets. We will randomly choose a winner. If you want to find out more information about the Midsummer Rock Music Fest and how to buy additional tickets, scan the on-screen QR code, check out their Facebook page or their website at MidsummerMusicFest.com. Midsummer Rock Music Fest in Monaga, Minnesota. Your chance to win is coming up on Grand Fork's Best Source. All right, and we are back, and uh, what are they going to do now? They just got to uh, email us, text us. What do you want just them to go, do? Go to the website, gfbestsource.com, All right. and just on our contact link, say, I want the tickets. I'd like to see Power Man 5000. Uh, and, anyway. and the reason that we want you to just go to the GF Best Source contact list is because then we have your information so we can mail them to you if sure. we need to. Sure, right, right. You don't have to come here. Yeah. Um, like we do every uh, Great Reset, a uh, couple of things I want to go over first. Um, uh, you know, they say COVID deaths have declined by 95%. Well, the COVID mandate ended May 11th, 95%. I don't know how they come up with these numbers. I think it was probably 95% a long time ago. Uh, we got to talk about Joe Biden. Approval rating lowest of this entire year. 40% approved, 51% don't. Uh, did you see Joe when he fell at the Air Force Academy graduation Thursday? Um, I had to laugh. Oh. And, you know, I, I don't laugh um, at elderly people when, when they have an accent like that, but... He's got so many people around him. I don't know how he could fall. 
Well, the thing that I thought was so funny is that he turned around and pointed at the sandbag. Yeah. Like, like, there's the culprit. Yeah, it, it was that <laughs> same one, that same one that caused all the problems at the riots at the White House, you know. I don't yeah. know if you saw that or not. Um, this is something that I thought was funny. Uh, college football champions, um, Alabama, you know, they declined a White House visit. They didn't want anything to do with them, the Alabamans. But Super Bowl champs, Kansas City, oh, yeah, they went and saw them. Uh, I like this, Minnesota Senator Scott Jensen. We met him uh, right at the Ralph. Um, he's suing Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison and the U.S. State Board of Medical Practice, claiming they violated his First Amendment rights, free speech, and other rights under the U.S. Constitution. Now, he was investigated for, among other issues, questioning the effectiveness of the COVID vaccine and says if physicians are denied their First Amendment rights to speak in opposition to conventional narrative, well, then you'd lose the dynamic vitality medical discussions that really paved the way for scientific advancement. It kind of goes all the way back to the trust the science thing. Um, opponents contend Jensen as a physician and public figure made scientifically, scientifically inaccurate statements and spread information <coughs> that could mislead people. This was about COVID and the vaccine. Everything he was saying is everything we say here, basically, on the Great Reset. Uh, I hope he wins this one. Um, also, uh, you know, we were talking about the border. Uh, Governor Doug Burgum planning to deploy approximately 100 North Dakota National Guard members. Uh, it's called Operation Lone Star to help secure the southern border. Uh, he says uh, the threat of national security grows every day that the Biden administration abdicates the responsibility of the federal government to secure our borders. How, what else what, we got here? Wasn't it Ellingson that uh, was the one that was going and finding all the restaurants if they were open? No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yep, yep. Uh, general, that was the attorney general. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was really a great guy. Um, and then, uh, of course, we've got uh, Governor Doug Burgum's <laughs> I just got done talking to him. Uh, Governor Doug Burgum is going to make the big announcement tomorrow at 1130. See if he's going to run for uh, president or not. And finally, finally, Republican Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, I like him. He vowed not to let any of President Joe Biden's nominees through unless documents pertaining to COVID-19 are released to the public. All right, there's my stuff. David Waterman is in the house. How are you, sir? Good morning. I'm, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm well. You're froggy. I'm, I'm a little froggy. You know, it's this time of year. <clears throat> All right, we are back, everybody. America for Sale on the Great Reset here. Welcome to a Tuesday and Grand Fork's best source. Our apologies. We pay all this money for all of this streaming stuff. And every once in a while, just kind of kicks us in the lower extremities. And it did. Uh, part one, by the way, will be available. You will be able to see the one of the funniest ever jokes my neighbor tells me. If you go back and watch that, okay, maybe it wasn't that funny, but um, and uh, just just so we're uh, very clear, if this happens again, there will not be a part three. No, no <laughs> Paul already said he's going to the no, bar. If this happens again, then I might join you. Uh, where were we? Where did we leave off? Um, I think you're doing your opening news bits. Yeah, well, I no. got done with all of those. No, David was talking about something. Yeah, he, yeah, I was saying, how come you? Had me on camera while I was straightening my hair. Oh, yeah. And you said and, all 12 and, of them. And, and by the way. And I said. <laughs> I said. All 12 you know, of them. Uh, by the way, you're, you're, you're looking really good, by the way. Oh, thank you, sir. So thank you. There. Appreciate that. Yeah, sorry. I like the logo on your chest. 
Oh, thank it's you. Not, it's not a red S. Actually, it no. wasn't a red S. It was a yellow S, it's wasn't it? It's a GFBS. There we go. Yes. Okay, Marie says got it. All right, we're back on. Okay. Um, I feel kind of weird. Um, I've actually missed, I believe, the last two resets, haven't I? Yes, you have. Uh, and yes. I couldn't help it. Uh, my wife was in the hospital. She finally got out yesterday, but I found out I have to bring her back every single day. So, um, yeah. Wow. Anyway. <clears throat> and we're, we're... What in the world is that? Oh. That was your phone. That was I your phone I thought I was again. having an 80s flashback for a second there. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, Please, no. John, not, you, now, you, not now. Not now. 80s... <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. All right, America for sale. Um, yeah, what's uh, what's up? What's up with that? <laughs> what's uh, up? The you know the there's we are so messed up uh, as a country right now, and we don't and and that's and we proved that the the whole thing about going offline and all this stuff. I, I just want to say that was all planned to to illustrate the condition that our country's in. Yeah, it, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, great way. There was yeah, really sure. no technical. De- it was all on purpose. You think things are rolling along <laughs> just sure. nice, and all, and all of a sudden, sudden boom, blah, gone. Yep, they have been rolling along uh, well for a long time in America because because incrementalism works. Mm-hmm. And um, if you you know the, I hate to use the same old analogy that everybody uses, but you literally can boil a frog to death without forcing it to stay in the water you put him in the water while the water is room temperature mm-hmm. and he'll he'll sit there mm-hmm. and he turned it up little by little this was actually done by a science yeah. teacher uh, to show his students by by increasing the temperature very slowly the frog doesn't notice that the, mm-hmm. that the, the, the it's getting warmer and warmer until he finally passes out and then eventually dies yeah um the same is true of uh, of of nations if we can be led down a path by introducing slow amounts of toxic um, behavior, policies, uh, um, you know, information, and we start following it and going for it, we, we die as a nation. Yeah. There's been more than one man that's been murdered by his wife by giving him sl- small amounts of poison. Oh, over yeah. and over and over again over a long period of time in, mm-hmm. in his food, and eventually he, you know, he gets starts feeling bad, and then he gets sick, and nobody can figure out what it is. I actually know a doctor who, who uh, when he was a med- medical student, uh, they had this patient that was dying. No one could figure out what it was, and he figured it out as a as a medical student. I think he was an intern at the time, and he said, uh, "This this guy's got arsenic poisoning. Where is he getting arsenic from?" And they found out that it was his wife sneaking a little bit in his food mm. day after day after day. That's been happening with America, but it's not our wife who's doing it. It's the it's the communist Chinese Communist Party, yeah. and before them, it was the Soviet Communist Party. So our country's been under attack uh, for a long time, and by using these 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 strategies, it's it's so bad that there are intelligent Americans who who don't understand anymore. They look at the woke agenda, the whole you know the whole Black Lives Matter thing, and they just well, yeah, you know, we gotta. We gotta. We can't have that. We're not a racist country. There, there are no transgender people being discriminated against. Uh, there's, there's no, there's no climate crisis. Do you follow what I'm saying? I do. I'm looking at the phone here. Sorry. So, so the question is, why are we doing that? Why is, why is, <clears throat> why is a company like Anheuser Busch pushing this? 
trans agenda with this Mulvaney character. Why did he do that? Why is, I, why is Target selling children's clothing that says Satan respects pronouns? You know, I mean, this is mm, de- it's demonic. You mm-hmm. know what else they uh, found out about, about Target is that they've been funding um, some woke group that wants to take down Mount Rushmore. Huh? <laughs> How nice? <laughs> no, it's, it's it's real. Yeah, they, I, I believe they, they, it. They, I do be- you know who the what, who? Do you know who the group is? I, I I haven't. That's the first I've heard of that. But I do know that they gave over. They've given over two million dollars to Black Lives Matter. The same group that trashed their <laughs> one of their stores. Right here, you go. So I, I would just like to know, uh, when you get back to the Bud Light thing, who's, who's the guy again or whatever he is? Uh, Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney. Okay. I don't even like to say his no, name. Uh, here's, here, if, if you're a transgender with a real conscience, if you're out there watching, how could you be okay with a man? Okay, he's not trying to act like a woman. He's trying to act like a prepubescent 13-year-old girl Mm -hmm. is what he's trying to do. How could any... I don't care what you, you know, consider yourself or, 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 you know, um, that's just wrong. I mean, that is wrong. (laughs) And and especially to put that on a beer can? Mm -hmm. Oh, what the hell are you thinking? Um, I, I just... I'd, so, I'd love to invite the guy to come over here one day, one of our no. little bars, and, and have a drink with us. No. So, so no, uh uh-uh. No. So, absolutely. So, that's so that's a ask, hard pass. Let's, let's <laughs> call it. Have you ever heard of turtle food? <laughs> no, it, it, it's, yeah, you've got to draw the line somewhere. And, and here's the thing you don't need that. All right, you uh, heard what the uh, old saying is, three strikes and you're out. Welcome to the Great Reset, America for Sale. We're going to give this another attempt here. Uh, we're having some difficulties in the studios, but um, we're going to try to uh, soldier on through this uh, because this is a very important show to us, and uh, there's things out there that uh, we don't want to be hidden anymore. America for Sale with the Great Reset. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition. Uh, we were just talking about, well, the, the old Bud Light and the old Tarjay and things like that. But um, And then right when we get into something deep, uh, we kind of lose our feed, so now I'm trying to remember where we were at again. <laughs> um, Talking about going to the bar with Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, that's right, going to the bar. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I think the last thing I said was turtle food. Yep. Um, <laughs> use your so, imagination. All right. So the 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 title of the show um, was. Uh, I think you decided to title the show uh, America for Sale. So, John, why did you title it that? I didn't title it that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, that was... That I don't was have my, enough money. That was my, that was my title. The, the question is, why are the things in America happening? Uh, the, we in, in this country being a... Look, America has been a strong economic... I mean, we've been a powerhouse for... Uh, for I mean... You know, there have been glitches. For 100 years, the, the, easy. 200 years. Right. Mm-hmm. We've pulled more people out of poverty. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, there's uh, a, you name it. There's a lot of you, countries that would be speaking German right now if it wasn't for us. And, and you know, it's interesting that you say that because if you look back at, at the condition of our military in World War II, mm-hmm. it was not good. No, no. I mean, in fact, it was uh, thanks to uh, a, a president who had vision. Yep, and some very smart generals and some smart people. But but it was really, it was uh, Truman who mm-hmm. said, we're going to build up, we're going to build up. 
Yeah. Because we, the fact is that if, 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 if Germany had come here and attacked us, we would be speaking German right now. Probably. At the very beginning, if that would happen at the beginning. Yep. But he increased our war production output like nobody's mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And so within a, uh, a year or two, we had caught up. And then after another year, we had surpassed yep. everyone. And that's what, uh, and that was a, that was a great move. I mean, he'd made some really foolish decisions in order to try to get us out of the depression. Well, right? you know, when you look but, at, but, but when it came to wartime, right? He, he and, and you look at, at Germany and Japan, and uh, both of these countries probably at one time had a better military than we did. They did, right? But they also starved the people and the population of both of those countries. They had nothing, and and they brainwashed them. And, and like they're trying to do here in the United States now. So they had nothing, at least during World War II for us. Okay, we're going to ration rubber. We're going to ration steel. And instead of this being a GM car auto plant, we're going to make airplanes here. And exactly. we're going to, you know, and, and, but everybody still lived. Nobody starved. Everybody tightened their belt up a loop or two. But um, we sold Giordano. We got through it. And Americans uh, worked together to fight, to fight. The war. Yeah. I mean, it was everybody. The war effort. Mm-hmm. And the war effort. <clears throat> I mean, not just the guys on the front line. You had the Rosie the Riveters in the back line, too, you know? Rosie the Riveter, right. So the, the, the war effort worked because Americans pulled together and said, we're going to fight for our country. Uh, and <clears throat> isn't this the anniversary of D Day? I believe it is. Yeah. Storm the beaches of Normandy. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, um, so we, we had the, you know, I said, I said Truman, didn't I? It oh, was it was Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Was, uh, FDR. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, you know, he was, he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Polio, I believe. He, it was polio. He, um, he did the whole Great Society program. And, and that, that actually, a lot of people say that, that we would have come out of the, the depression 10 years sooner mm-hmm. if he hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. So his idea was the government down, a top-down approach to fixing our economic sure. woes, and that did not work, um, and it won't work if we try it again. Uh, but to say we're going to build up our military and we need everybody to pull together, so you know, save your aluminum foil gum wrappers and send them in so that we have more aluminum and, and like you said, uh, things were rationed. But Americans pulled together to join this effort, this united effort, to save our country and to fight this war. Mm-hmm. What do you think? If we were to suddenly find ourselves in that position again, and we needed to build up our military, and the Americans had to come pull together again, do you think that would happen today? No, I don't. Would the American people rally together for the war effort? I don't. No. I, we I, don't. We're I rallying agree. against each other right now, the two it, political parties. It's ridiculous. Exactly. So, so what... FDR was able to do during during the war that we now call World War II, um, he was only able to do because we were the United mm-hmm. States of America. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the Democrats and the Republicans of America. Not at all. No. And, um, and so he had a United Nation to work with. It's not that we didn't have our differences. Right? Well, sure, it's but you put them did. aside. It's not that we didn't. Yeah, exactly. It's not now they wouldn't. Because we've been split up. And who split us up? How did we get mm-hmm. from united 
to being divided and not only divided, but hating each other. I mean, saying horrible things against each other. So I wanted to ask you this because I've hit on this before, David, but um, uh, in, in all of the elections that you can remember, they didn't all go your way. No, they didn't. In fact, I'm guessing not too many of them went your way. What did Correct. you do? What did you do when the person you voted for didn't get elected? I've always gone off in a corner and cried and gotten a little coloring book to calm myself uh, by, by coloring with crayons. No, what did I do? I said, I said man, we got to work harder next time. Exactly. And yeah. did you completely diss our country? Did you not completely go against anything that the Democrats wanted to do no, or not, did? No, not at all. In fact, I voted for, I voted for more, de- before I was probably 27, 30 years old, I voted for more Democrats than I did Republicans. Mm-hmm. I think the first Republican, well, let's see, did I vote for Nixon? I did vote for Nixon. Sure. And I voted for, uh, I voted for Reagan. Um, I actually, I voted for a guy named Anderson uh, when Carter was running. I voted for some independents mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. independence being independent was cool uh, just because I like their yeah. approach. But, but no, I, for, for a long time, the people that I voted for, I think Reagan was actually maybe the first president I voted for that actually won. Yeah. And see, it, it was always for me, I'm going to vote for who I dislike the least. Uh, and then I finally, when Trump ran, I was behind him 100%. I didn't yeah. like the guy. I still right. still don't really like the guy, yeah. but he did a wonderful job for us. But the thing is, is um, I'm just going to throw a couple of names out there. Obama, um, you know, okay, he won the first election, and I thought, okay, for the first time in the history of the country, a lot of people that normally wouldn't vote voted. Yeah. I thought it was a fluke. We'll learn in four years. I, you you got to lick your wounds. And, yeah. and like you said, sit in the corner, grab a book, and cry yourself to sleep or whatever. But... You, you, oh, I, you didn't, think I never you, did that. <laughs> you hope for better things in four years, and you say, okay, we're still in this together. Let's make it work. And but on, it's not that way anymore. Month, in honor of Pride Month, I brought my flag. There you go. <laughs> isn't that, if it's Pride Month, isn't that the wrong color? Not no, in this, this studio. Is, this, is, this is what I take, take pride in. Ah, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Very good. Yes, I like that. So... Uh, look, you know, one of the ways that that the enemy takes advantage of us is by mischaracterizing, misrepresenting what we believe and what we stand for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you say that you're against the trans agenda or you're against the gay rights agenda, that means automatically what? What does that mean? Uh, what would the what would the national what would the corporate media say? If you said I'm against the, the the gay rights movement, what would they say? Um, I I don't mean to be that guy, but I don't care what they'd say. Yeah, okay, um, and, and you know, so, but, and but, but, but I this... want to make the point, John. I want to make right. the point. They would say you're a hater, right? Oh, yes, you sure hate gays. Yep, you hate gays. You're against gay. No, I don't no, hate gays. I, I don't either. No, I don't. I'm against the gay rights movement because it's destructive. Yeah, I I don't care what you do, what you believe in. I just, I don't need it preached to me. I don't need it shoved down my throat. I have a lot of friends and a few relatives that are gay. Love them. They're great people. They don't sit and shove their narrative down my throat. They don't even mention the fact that they're gay. It's just part of their life, and and, and they know we have our own lives, so that's fine. I don't care what you do in your own time. I don't need to hear about it. I don't need to see it. So the... The fact is that since there have been homosexuals in America practicing for probably since the, since the founding of our country. Well, sure. Right? Yeah. Um, they, they, have we rounded them up and jailed them? Have we uh, tried to execute them because they're gay? I mean, it's homosexual behavior 
it has been outlawed for for many many years it hasn't stopped people from doing it mm-hmm. just like a lot of things have been outlawed you know sexually that it's not stopped people from doing it, rape is illegal doesn't stop people from raping women right sure uh child abuse is illegal doesn't mm-hmm. stop people from abusing children sexual child abuse is illegal doesn't stop people from doing that right when are, when are we going to have bestiality month that's oh that's, that's probably coming that's, yeah the point is the point is the gay rights movement came out of not a result of of, of homosexuals being rounded up and beaten or hung mm-hmm. or anything like that. It came because our enemies recognized that here's, an, here's a group of, of individuals that they consider to be disenfranchised because they're not accepted in society as a, as a, as a viable or healthy lifestyle. Do you follow me? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And in fact, up until the 1970s, psychiatrists and psychologists treated men that had same-sex attractions as a, as a, uh, a mental disorder. That was treated as a mental disorder. <clears throat> so, John, what, what, what's a mental disorder? <clears throat> How come you're asking me? Well, just to see if you're paying attention. <laughs> I am. It's, it means that you're something the way that you're thinking is not healthy. You're not it's wired not right. quite the same. It's not right. Right. Sure. Right. So if I have a fear of pigs mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. that's, and I'm not talking the 70s, I don't, I'm not using sure, a, sure. I'm not talking about police officers. I'm talking right. about pigs. Yep. Or anything that looks Swine. like a pig. Yeah. And I see this sitting <laughs> on the on the on the on the desk, and I panic. Uh, that's a mental disorder because mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. thing is not. It's not going to hurt me. No. I know people that have uh, that have tremendous fear. Like a phobia is, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I hope Dr. Dr. Gullix isn't watching because she'll probably, no, I hope she is watching because she's, she's going to start analyzing me. you. If I ever say anything wrong, she always, no, that was wrong. Um, the, like the comment that I made a few years ago about, about preemie babies, I said something and she said, no, that's not right. A phobia, I, I, I believe by the medical definition, is not a fear of something but an irrational fear of something. Right, right. Okay. So it's, it's okay to be afraid of stuff. So everyone who looks, who goes up, you know, 500 feet in the air and they're standing on a platform and they look over the edge, there's a, things kind of tense up Heck inside, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's, oh, I know all about that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's normal. But someone who is in mortal fear of going up to that platform because it's so high, I can't look over the edge. They just can't do it because that will create, I mean, we're talking irrational fear. Oh, it is irrational, too. I mean, people, yeah, you, you, can, you don't realize it. You can, because I, I have a fear of heights, and, or I guess you could say a phobia of heights. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can only get so high, and I, I just lock, I, I lock up. You lock I, up, right. Yeah, exactly. And so people have that same fear of spiders. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know someone, uh, someone that I'm close to, actually, in my family, who is... I mean, terrified of spiders. Mm-hmm. They, you don't even want to talk about spiders sure, around sure. her, right? You've got a little spider emblem on your shirt. She doesn't like that. Wow. So, so a phobia is an irrational fear of something. It could be, mm-hmm. and people have phobias about all kinds of things. So, I mean, it's kind of funny when you say it because even when I watch videos of like people walking on the edges of buildings and yeah, stuff, right? 
I get I get like sweaty and and clam and clammy. Right. And yeah. I'm I'm watching it on my phone. There's no reason you're, for me to feel like like and feel, feel you got afraid. Both feet on the ground. Yeah. Right. So so that's that's a so my point is that's a mental disorder. Sure. Okay. Yep. It doesn't mean that if Paul is uh, has a fear of heights. What is it called? Acrophobia. I think it's acrophobia. I think uh, if he's got a fear of an un, uh, an irrational fear of heights, that doesn't mean we that we hate Paul. No, because he's got a mental disorder, right? This irrational fear of heights. It just means, hey, he's got. You know what? We just hate him because he's just kind of an a hole. We we <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we can if we're psychologists, psychiatrists. We say, hey, Paul, you know what? We understand. We can help you. Because that's not a healthy way to live. Because at some point, you may need to go on a high platform to save yourself, to save someone else, or just because it's whatever it is. There, mm-hmm. there, there, you've got to be able to live in the real world without this irrational fear. So we can help you with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say this. Homosexual behavior is a non-healthy lifestyle. That's, that's an unhealthy behavior. I don't remember the numbers, but homosexual men who don't die of, um, of a sexually transmitted disease live on average, I think it's 18 years shorter than heterosexual men. Everything else being equal in terms of their general health, I think it's 18 years. It's something like that, 16, 18, 20. Fewer years of life, everything else, health being mm-hmm. equal, they die sooner. They die younger, even if they don't get a, an STD. Why is that? Well, doctors, if you ask a doctor, they will tell you. It's because the things that they engage in are harmful and destructive sure. to their body. I'm not sure. talking about weird extreme things. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that the, the behaviors that they engage in are, are destructive. They're, they're also destructive mentally. And so that's been recognized for, for a long time, which is why the ADA treated that as a disorder and they successfully treated many men mm-hmm. who had that. Some men said, I don't want treatment. I like my lifestyle. I like doing this. I like being this way. Okay, well, that's your choice. Just like somebody who's a drug sure. addict says, I like doing drugs. Yep. And I, leave me alone. I like it. We, it's, it's my body. I can do whatever I want. Okay, well, that's your choice. But we, if we as a society say that being addicted to crack is an acceptable lifestyle choice, now we have uh, we have defaulted as a, our, our our role as a society as a healthy society to proclaim and do what's best and promote what's what's best for us as a society um, and we don't want to do that because you know it's one thing to let someone live in a way that's destructive it's another thing entirely to suddenly endorse that and even promote it as being good and healthy. Yeah. And that's um, what we're doing now. I, I, are you, do, you, do you know anything about that, uh, the documentary, uh, What is a Woman, uh, and the Twitter deal that they had? So No, um, I haven't seen it. I, yeah. I, so I Matt Walsh, yeah, he has this documentary called uh, What is yeah, a Woman. I've been meaning to watch it. Yes. Well, uh, the Daily Wire, they made a deal with Twitter that said that they're now going to be able, that they're going to uh, stream that uh, documentary on oh. Twitter. Oh, well, Twitter banned it and wouldn't even show it to the people that follow the 
the, the Daily Wire. You mean recently they banned yes. it? But wait, so Twitter you, right now? And then like they, under- they, they already had a deal with Twitter to roll this thing out. Well, what happened was Elon Musk was overseas. And so somebody in the office was like, hmm, dad's away. You know, the kids will play. <laughs> and Elon Musk came back and he said, uh, this was a big mistake on Twitter's end. And he corrected it. And it got more views than any documentary in history right now. Wow. 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 Did he fire the guy that said, no, we're not going to show it? I don't know. Well, um, Wow. Uh, I wanted to get back to the uh, acrophobia. You're afraid of heights. Um, after I was in the plane crash, I was too for a long time. And then I figured it out. I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of the quick stop. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Um, I'm going to do this right now, you guys, because um, I got to get out of here. We have the problems with, with uh, getting the show on the air. But, um, you know, there is nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. Uh, again, you can smell it from right here in the studio. Oh, for heaven's cakes. I'm telling you, man, the best cupcakes are cakes. doesn't matter. You got a special occasion like a graduation or uh, maybe you just got the munchies. All right. Uh, they're incredible. Um, you know, if you're a business owner, you want to treat your employees, check out their monthly employee discounts. Uh, they are on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE, or go to OverHeavensCakes at Yahoo.com. You know what? Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Over Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Uh, been a part of the Great Reset for a long time. America for Sale, uh, of course. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition and Paul, the producer here. Uh, I am getting ready to leave. Paul's going to take over in this goofy day. But um, enjoy the rest of the show. And, uh, David, thank you for hanging around with us again today and uh, getting pleasure. through all this stuff. And, you guys, I'm sorry. Thanks, I apologize. Man. i got to go. But, um okay. I gotta. I'm really? sorry. No worries. All right. we'll, catch no we'll catch up next week. We'll just week. do a little change here. There we go. So, so America for sale. So, what's the point? Well, the the the. I, I think I've mentioned this before on this show that um, uh, corruption in 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 American government has been around for a long time. But not all corruption is created equal. Not all corruption is the same. If 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 I'm an elected official and you come to me and you say, hey, you know what? Uh, I think uh, I do this podcast thing, GFBS, and 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 we we're we're struggling with some stuff. I'd like you to change the taxes tax law to to benefit us because we're 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 worth it. And plus, I will fund your entire campaign as you're running for reelection. And I say, hey, you know what? <laughs> I think maybe we've got a deal. We can help you out with that. I can pull some strings, twist some arms, and we'll get you the tax breaks you want for your company, and then I'll get reelected, and then everything's copacetic. Uh, that's been around forever. Forever. That's called bribery, right? Uh, and they've been doing it. And it's, it's bad when that happens because the, the people suffer who aren't in on the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know if this kind of a little bit similar to what you're talking about, but um, it's something that I just uh, saw a video of, and maybe you can kind of have some more insight into it because it goes even be it before me. But they say it started with uh, the Bushes, and then it went to the Clintons, you know, in the Obama era, and the corruption is so deep that they're actually just trying to, like, go into other countries and... Get uh, get out, uh, re- make regime changes because they want the. They're doing this Western civilization thing, and Putin is one of the only people 
that stood back against it, saying we can see that they're actually just coming in, they're making regime changes to try to you know do briberies, make deals, and then they're just taking resources and stuff from these countries and putting them into poverty. So, uh, and then it stopped when when Trump, because Trump wasn't part of that establishment, and so Putin didn't care about him, and then that's why they turned around and said Trump is colluding with Russia. Uh-huh. So because they wanted, to, they still wanted to make Russia look bad uh, in in the eyes of this whole Western civilization trying to uh, take over. You know, uh, what was it like Syria or something along those lines? Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, that's when when you have no moral standards and when truth doesn't matter unless it works in your favor. Uh, yeah, the, they'll do anything that they think is going to benefit them and so if it's lying about trump i I don't know if that's the reason that they said that trump i mean the whole trump russia collusion narrative was was hatched in the hillary clinton campaign but yeah yeah, my point though is that the that the corruption is is so deep that when they had trump in there who wasn't part of this you know establishment that they all wanted right well then they tried to uh, use Russia as a way to get him out. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But you're saying that it's also because he wasn't that Trump was not endorsing the whole Westernization of the or regime changes yes, exactly. in other countries, and which which the United States has been. And whether that's true or not, I I don't know. I haven't actually looked into that mm-hmm. uh, specific thing. But whether that was happening or not, but I'll send you the video to give you a little more clarity. The the U.S. I mean, the most notable example of the U.S. and the CIA being involved in trying to 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 create regime changes for the benefit of the United States or for the benefit of some interest that that the CIA is willing to work for is pretty. Um, it's well known among people that study that kind of thing. Uh, the most notable example was uh, the overthrow of uh, of Iran and the installation of the Shah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's in my lifetime, your lifetime. The Shah of Iran was uh, horribly corrupt. Even like, we 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 put the Shah in Iran. We put uh, Saddam Hussein in Iraq. We those are men who we chose and picked and put in power supposedly for our benefit it's always i think it's always a mistake i think that the king making concept is always a mistake and america needs to be focused on itself and its allies not on regime changes around the world but we've been doing it and we've been doing a terrible job of it for uh, for decades uh, in fact there's a great movie about the that, that really lays things out i think very effectively um about the whole thing with the Shah of Iran. It's, it's a Ben Affleck film, uh, and it's called Argo. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It's a great movie. And that, it is a great movie, right? And it, it really, it really is, and it's all, it's factual. I'm, well, okay. They... Mine's a plane chase at the end. They, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. They had some dramatization. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they dramatized some things. Uh, they did change the actual story a little bit. The, you know, what happened to the embassy? I don't want to give away too much. Um, but what happened at the embassy didn't really happen exactly the way that they said it. The way that they 
Uh, and at the end of the movie, and I say this to their credit, they actually interviewed some of the hostages who were there for real, the real hostages, and they asked them how it really worked. And so, you know, in the in the movie, uh, when Kevin Harkins comes in, who's a CIA agent, uh, with his plan, and he says, "Here's here's." You know, here's how we're going to do it. And then there were certain people, certain hostages who said, no, that's not going to work. We're not going to do that. The reality is that he came in with three proposals. He said, here are the plans. You know, we, you, know you can be teachers, you can be, you know, use bikes or whatever. And, and, then, and then this one. And I've, everyone said, oh, no, that's obviously. The other two were just throwaway ideas. So they actually put that at the end of the movie in one of the special features. So you can watch these interviews and it's great. But the point is, one of the problems and one of the reasons that they hated America was because we overthrew the existing ruler in Iran and put in the Shah, and he abused his people horribly, uh, much the same way that Saddam Hussein did, much the same way that uh, others have been who were installed by American operatives within the CIA or other agencies, um, supposedly for our good. It's just a bad idea. Uh, and so whether or not they were trying to saddle Trump with that or somehow suggest that that's what he was doing, I don't, I mean, or yeah, I, I, yeah, some of the video, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to watch it. But my point about corruption was that historically corruption has been for the benefit of the person or the organization, the company, who was trying to corrupt the officials. <clears throat> I'll give you a real-world example. I tried to, the, the thing with GFBS, here's a real-world example. Um, Lawmakers pass laws regarding farming that says if you're, if you're farming and then selling your produce or your product on the open market, uh, you've got to have, you can't store your, your, I don't know, your, your combine in the same shop where you store your baler or your, your whatever. I don't know. I'm not a farmer, but you've got to have separate or where you repair things. You, you can't store your combine in the same the same building uh, that you repair your combine or your tractor or whatever. So if you're going to do repairs, it's got to be in a separate building. And if you're going to do store certain things, it's got to be in a separate building. So th- there is actually a law like that. I don't know what it's called. I don't know the number of it. Um, and uh, whether it's been repealed or not, I haven't checked. But a few years ago, that was kind of a big deal. And you say, why would anybody want that? And here's why. If you're a big corporation and you're, you're engaged in corporate farming and you've got a budget of millions or more, you can build all the buildings you want for your commercial farming operation. But the small mom and pop family farms, they can't afford to... They can't afford to follow those laws. They can't afford to suddenly put up new buildings and separate. We're going to store it here. We're going to, you know, store that there. And then we're going to do all the repairs over. We're going to put up new. They can't do that. So it benefits the big corporate farmer, but it doesn't, but it, but it really hurts the little guy. And so why would we pass? Why would any legislate legislator pass a law? That doesn't make sense unless they get paid off. That kind of payoff, that kind of corruption has been around for a long time. I'm not saying that that's exactly what happened, but I suspect that that's what happened in that case. Mm-hmm. Or they were just deceived. But it's a different kind of corruption when you, when you grease somebody's palms, so to speak, in order 
have them enact legislation that makes it easier for the CCP to do harm to our economy or our culture or our media or our educational system. When you start passing laws that actually harm America as a whole, that's treason and that is, that, that is disastrous. We can't hold up under that, under that kind of corruption. We can hold up under the other kind of corruption. It's just bad. It, it, you know, it hurts the little guy. But it doesn't destroy the entire country. And what they're doing now is destroying the entire country. I, I think that the Biden family is a crime family. Uh, and I think that they've taken money from China. We know that they've taken money from China. It's a, it's a fact. They've taken money from China. And why would China give them money? Because China is our arch enemy. They, they want nothing less than the absolute destruction of America. They want to sweep in and take over and run America as if it's a satellite of China. That's what the CCP wants. So they don't invest their currency into our country unless it will benefit their political and military goals of taking over. They're not nice guys. They don't want to help us out in any way. So if they're spending money here, it's to further their agenda of taking, taking over America and destroying uh, America's freedoms and sovereignty. Yeah, and that's I mean, been happening on a wholesale level across the country. Yeah, I mean, isn't it kind of, well, you know, if you have a farmer and, you know, how much it is per acre, but then you know, a Chinese company or somebody comes in and they're going to offer double what the asking price is. Yeah. Is that farmer going to sell it? Very likely. Very possibly. Now, I spoke with someone in agriculture just yesterday and he said that American farmers are in a very, a very strong position financially right now. He said they're stronger than they've been in a long time. In fact, he said for, 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 for decades, farmers, in order to buy all the the chemicals and, the, and the, the fertilizers and the seed and all the stuff that they need to put a crop in, they've had to borrow money. He said today, farmers, a lot of farmers aren't even doing that. They're using their own money that they already have in the bank and they're buying that stuff on their own dime and just putting it in. And he said, that's a, and I, I agree, that's a really good thing. If you can actually do that, mm-hmm. you put your own money into it and you don't have to pay with, there's no interest, none of that nonsense. That's, that's fantastic. In fact, that's in, in the film production company, in you know, movie making, they borrow money to make movies. <clears throat> you know who doesn't borrow money to make movies? George Lucas. He made so much money with Star Wars, he doesn't have to borrow money anymore. He just funds every venture himself with his own cash. And if it loses money, he loses it all. If it makes money, he makes it all. And that's, I, I, I think that that is the American way to do it. Mm-hmm. That I think that's the best way to do it. Um, and there are more and more people that I think that are doing that. So there's good news on the horizon, but there are also people that are attacking us. And one of the ways that the CCP is doing it is economically. And they're trying to undermine our economy, undermine our currency. And, uh, and they've, done, they've done it, and they've done it often with the help of people within the U.S. government. That's one of the reasons that um, started up this business is because I was in sales for a long time and it would drive me absolutely nuts working for a corporation. I'd sell a million dollars worth of their products and my commission would be 50000 And I was like, well, this seems kind of silly. I, I would like to just have 100% of the profits, <laughs> right. you know? Right. <laughs> so 
Yeah, who gets 100% of the profits? Uh, nobody, because the IRS takes as much of it as they can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but people that work on their own, I mean, the, look, there's a, I've got a, a, a friend of mine used to say, because his father started a company, and then he, he kind of took over. Um, but he said to me, looking at his employees, he said, I understand why uh, some people are always employees, because there's some people who just don't have... They don't have the, they don't have what it takes to go off on their own and take a risk. Look, I, you're an entrepreneur by starting this 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 GFBS. Uh, I've started a few companies in my in my lifetime, and that's it's risky. You work really hard, and the return initially is usually not very good. I mean, there are exceptions to that, especially with the internet and and you know people that come up with an idea for a software thing or a Mm -hmm. social media thing or whatever and then they become millionaires seemingly overnight Uh, but as a rule to start your own company where you see a need in society and you say you know what I'm going to meet that need and I'm going to do this it always takes risk and it always takes a lot of hard work and it usually takes a a, a period of time where you could have made if you would have gone off and worked for someone else you could have made a lot more money in that same period of time but once you cross that threshold where you're now a viable business and you're actually making money now you have a freedom that that you would never have as an employee you can charge your own course you can decide to go you know up or down or left or right or you know whatever way you think that you want to to take your company and that's the that's that's the beauty of america is that everybody is welcome and encouraged to do that that and you don't have to clock in and you have to clock in, right? Yeah, I wish I did. I wish I got paid for every hour that I worked in my businesses. Uh, I'd be very, very wealthy right now. I'd probably be like Donald Trump. Um, you know, he he's obviously smarter than I am. Yeah, I, I get a kick out of people who say, "Oh, he's just an idiot." The guy's just a total idiot. Really, that's interesting because he's a billionaire. How do you become a billionaire if you're an idiot? We got it from his father. His father was not a billionaire. So how do you get? Well, his father was a millionaire, but how do you get billions from a millionaire? <laughs> I'd like to know that trick because I'll go find a millionaire and say, hey, can I get a billion dollars from you? Yeah, and, um, and last time I checked, he was uh, president of the United States. <laughs> so I guess you've got to be somewhat intelligent to get to that position. Yeah. Unless, you know, you cheat your way. like uh, unless, <laughs> you're, unless you hide out in your basement during, during the election and don't campaign. And yeah, <laughs> just spend your but, entire life just... Like you said, greasing, greasing fingers, and you know, I think, yeah, I think that that's what I'm going to do. My next time I run for office, if I run for office again, I'm just going to hide out in my basement and not do any public events and well, not show up publicly because it worked for Biden, it worked for Katie Hobbs in Arizona. You know, Trump rallied; uh, he had these rallies, and they were attended by thousands of people. Um, Kerry Lake had rallies, and they were attended by hundreds or thousands of people massive support for both of those candidates and yet they both lost to someone who hid in their basement and didn't ever go out and greet the public and you know they this is the thing that drives me nuts too is that everybody says okay well biden is a career politician yeah he's also a career liar (laughs) he has been lying for decades i mean you can you can look back on all the things that he said that aren't true so you think if he stole the election he's going to be honest about that yeah exactly no that's uh that really paul is the point um 
truth has been under attack for a long time in America. It's under attack in the press. It's under attack in Hollywood. It's under attack in the educational system. Uh, everybody that's going along with the whole trans agenda is denying the truth. Uh, I, I, I've spoken with people and they just can't even... Some people who are educated and successful have found themselves in a position where they can't even reason. Mm-hmm. And I try, to talk, I try to ask them questions that would lead to a reasonable conclusion. Well, so that, that's the problem right there. Because I've heard this uh, uh, a while ago. But see, people on the right, they use facts and reason and logic where people on the left use feelings. Right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Liberals typically play to their feelings, whereas conservatives play more to the facts. And it's not even just facts. I mean, the, there's a difference between facts and truth, right? <clears throat> I was talking with a lady a while ago, and she said, I don't care about the, I, you know, whose truth? My truth, your truth. What I want is facts. There was a TV show back before you were ever born. It was called... Uh, it was called, um, what was it called? Dale, what was the show called? With Friday, the detective. Uh, was it Friday. Uh, Joe Friday. And what was the name of that show? Uh, I used to watch it. And he was, uh, he'd go around with his partner and. Dragnet? Dragnet, thank you. Dragnet, yes. And he'd go, there'd be some crime, he'd go to the crime scene and he'd interview witnesses. And the lady would come out and say, well, yeah, I saw that, well, I saw that guy run out of that apartment. That, and that guy, you know, he's been, he, he was married once and his wife, blah, 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 and, she, and, she, and, and I think that he's got this thing going on with some other guy. And he'd say, Joe Friday would say, just the facts, ma'am. Uh, that was his line. Every, I think every single show when he was interviewing someone, they start going off on their opinion or what they thought or whatever. He'd say, just the facts, ma'am. Great line. Except that, the facts alone can paint a false picture. I, I can, I well, can give you an ben example. Ben Shapiro's line is: "Facts don't care about your feelings." Yeah, facts don't care about your feelings, but but and and sometimes facts don't care about the truth either. Let me tell you a factual story. Um, I I once went to a church where. <clears throat> This particular church, regardless of what your feelings are about alcohol and drinking, this particular church had a very long and strong history of shunning alcohol and alcoholic consumption. They just felt it was wrong. They thought it was unwise. Uh, and so, so they, they really, um, <clears throat> that was their history. And I went to a church service at this church and the pastor, and I, this was on a youth Sunday where they focus on the youth, and, and he would usually bring a message and give some example of something uh, for the youth to come up and, and engage in at some level. And, and, and it was focused on reaching the you know, teenagers and younger. And on this youth Sunday, <clears throat> he got up and he started talking about vodka. And and described everything I'm telling you is an absolute fact. He he talked about the benefits of vodka. He talked about how it's actually preferable to other things, and uh, and he had a bottle of vodka. He does this at the at the front of the church, and all the kids are are, are sitting up front watching him. As if that wasn't bad enough, <clears throat> he had little bottles, little tiny bottles. 
And he he filled them up with vodka. And he said, anybody that wants to take a bottle of vodka home, you just come up to the front and ask, and I'll I'll give it to you. And he did. And kids went home with vodka. What? This is in a church that, that denounces drinking. So just going by their standards, by their standards alone, knowing that this pastor has gone up to the front of the church, talked about vodka, talked about the benefits of vodka, talked about uh, the value of having some of this stuff, and then putting it in a jar and letting kids take it home, which I don't even know if that's legal. What should be done with that pastor? If you're, if you're, a, a D, if you're an elder in this congregation or if you're a, one of the higher-ups in this particular denomination, what do you think should happen with him? Well, I would think that he would get, I don't like, get fired. Yeah, you would think, right? That makes sense, doesn't it? Everything I said, I'm not going to say his name. Everything that, that, I, that, I, that I told you about him, Paul, was absolutely factual. All those things happened. I know, because I was there. In fact, I, to prove it, I think I still have it, this little bottle of vodka. I don't drink. I, personally, I don't drink. I got a bottle, a little bottle of vodka. So I could prove it. And it's got his fingerprints on it. I, if I would have videotaped that, I could prove it. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's listening who, who, who says, yeah, well, that, that, that church, he shouldn't be doing that. All I've told you is facts. But I haven't told you the truth. What I've said is painted a picture that's completely untruthful about what really happened there. Everything I said was a fact. But the truth is, in spite of the fact that he did talk about the benefits of vodka, his message wasn't about vodka. His message was about the Holy Spirit. And he gave an example talking about vanilla, the flavoring, vanilla, the vanilla bean, and the difference between real vanilla, which comes from the vanilla bean, which is fermented, and vanillin, which is a flavoring that comes from other sources, including the hind ends of beavers. <clears throat> Vanillin, he said, in my family, we call it beaver butt flavoring. <laughs> Vanillin is natural, but it doesn't come from the vanilla bean. It comes from something else. He explained that in order to extract the vanilla flavor from a vanilla bean you have to generally soak it in something. And he said you can soak it in glycerin, which will extract the flavor over time, but it takes a lot longer and it doesn't extract as much as is there or as much as it could. But he said alcohol extracts the flavor from vanilla beans much more readily, and therefore vodka is used to extract the flavor from vanilla beans. And he had vanilla beans up there at the front of the church, he chopped them up. He said, if you want to take some vanilla extract, it makes your own vanilla extract, I'll give you a little bottle of vodka, uh, some vanilla beans, you chop them up, put, them, put the cap in it, leave it there for, it's got to stay, I think, for three months. So he said, write the date on it, leave it there for three months. And after the three months, your, your mom can take it out and cook, cook with it, or you can take it out and cook with it, because that's how you make vanilla extract. Now you have a true picture of what happened. But everything I told you at the beginning was factual. But I was able to use the facts to paint a completely false picture of what he said and what he did. And that happens all the time in the American media. 
and we need to recognize it. And we need to stop it. You know, and speaking of churches, we also got to remember to give our friends at Churchill Shoes a big <laughs> shout out. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SaaS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find... Sorry, I didn't know who the next sponsor was. At Churchill oh. Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right. Well, we are back. And since we've had all these technical difficulties, we are going a little bit long. So I think our producer probably has to get going. Okay. Yeah. And, and so does the so does the other um, member of this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I, uh, yeah, I started to cut into that commercial for Churchill Shoes. But I'm going to tell you something. I've already made this decision. I haven't done it yet. But the next pair of shoes I buy will be from Churchill Shoes. I just bought a pair today for my wife. There you go. That's good. Yeah, I I haven't decided yet if I want to get sneakers or sandals because I really don't wear sandals because I've always found them uncomfortable, but they've got sandals over there that look different from any pair of sandals I've seen. And they're real leather. And they're made in America, right in San Antonio, Texas, right? San Antonio Shoe Company. I love that. I love that. Well, not only that, but if you go over there, uh, you talk to uh, Chuck, and you know he's been doing the shoe thing forever, and he'll he tell knows, he'll tell you everything about the shoe and why they're great, he, you know, and there are different features on like this sandal that I would have never thought of, but you know, if you just go to like Target or something, you just look, was, walk the shelves was, and look I, for. I was going to say, know. so you get the same service over Churchill that you do if you go to Target or Walmart, right? Yeah, absolutely. Not. Yeah, no, yeah, some guy looking at you going, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, they know over the. Well, he not knows. Only, but not only that, but then when you go to those, you know, WalMarts and stuff, and you find a pair, well, then you got to find your size, and usually it's not even there. Yeah, right. Do they even have shoes at Target that aren't rainbow colored? I I don't know. I don't shop oh, for okay. clothes <laughs> at Target. I don't shop there for anything. Uh, so uh, not anymore. No, they lost. It. So so we didn't talk about why these big corporations are doing what they're doing, but they're selling out to something. Right to sell our children. I, I didn't get to this. I'll, I'll just say this. We could talk about this on another show. Uh, about several, let's see, about thirty years ago, I was talking with some friends from church. Hold on, not that church, different church. Talking to these friends from church about the state of the country, and I said, if the church doesn't stand up against this, the homosexual agenda, which is not to say that we hate gays because we don't. It's to say that we're not going to promote this agenda. I said, this is just the first step. This is leading to something else. It's not about protecting gays. It's not about accepting gays. It's about an agenda that is going to do destruction and destructive things to our society and to our country. 
And I said, if we stay on this same track and we keep going and the church doesn't stand up and tell the truth, which is, yeah, uh, you're gay, God loves you, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way because what you're doing is not only not only bad for you, it goes against God's purpose and plan for your life and for sexuality. Um, and there's help for you, except today you can't help someone who's gay. You know, if you, if you say, hey, I, I get turned on when I see naked guys, but I don't want to, I don't want to be. You know what your options are? Suicide or just live with that tremendous internal struggle that you have or embrace it. You have no other options, really, because it's illegal in many states for someone who is a, a healthcare, a mental healthcare professional to treat you, to say, hey, Paul, we can help you with that. It's illegal for them. It's illegal in Minnesota. If you're a medical practitioner, you'll lose your license if you do it. In fact, you might face jail time or fines. It used to be routine, but in the, I think, mid-70s, the Psychiatric Association of America... Um, said, uh, no, we're going to take that off the mental disorder list, and it's no longer a mental disorder. Anyway, I said 30 years ago to these friends of mine after church, I said, if America keeps going down this road, this gay rights road, it's not going to end in in rights for homosexuals. It's going to end in a place where America begins to normalize the idea of sex between adults and children we're going to go way past consenting adult while well, they're consenting adults and it's go to adults and children and my friend said david that will never happen in america i said if the church doesn't stand up for the truth regarding this whole homosexual rights movement which was an agenda to undermine morality and to confuse people in terms of thinking about morality and to do destruction to our country, that's where we will end up. They said that'll never happen here. So this is the opinion uh, section of the Epic Times. And I want to just hold this up. I'm just going to read a small part of it and then we're going to, I know because we already said we've got to end the show. Here's the headline. The push has started to let adults have sex with adolescents. I also issued a warning. I said, if that day comes, not when people are pushing to do this, because there have always been perverts who want to sexually abuse children, right? That's been around for a long time. The Romans were doing that. If it gets to the point where it becomes normalized, where the general public as a whole believes that sex between adults and children is normal and acceptable and healthy. I said it will be at that point that God will remove his hand of protection from the United States of America and we will be utterly destroyed. And so this scares me because we're now 30 years later and that's what I said. I said 20 to 30 years from now, we're going to be pushing normalization of sex between adults and children. So the reason I'm saying this isn't to, to be a downer. It's to let the, our viewers 
and the listeners know that this is happening now so that we can push back against it. One of the ways is with your dollar, by not shopping at stores that endorse this kind of thing. Um, March principles. Two UN agencies participating in the public launch of a long report called Eight March Principles, published by the International Commission of Jurists, an in- influential non-governmental, don't you love NGOs? Non-governmental organization that works to, de- to quote, develop national and international human rights standards. So that's the goal. That's what they, that they're saying. That's a quote from the International um, Commission of Jurists to develop national and international human rights standards. How do you get people to endorse sexually abusing children? <laughs> that's a human right. You call it a human right. Let me, let me read this, this other quote. Um, in terms of sex between adults and minors, here's from the report. This is a quote directly from the report. With respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Wow. A non-discriminatory manner. Well, they already have that, what, man-boy love association? Right, yeah. right. Right, NAMBLA, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, that's been around for 20 years, at least. It goes on. Here's another quote. Sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age, the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual, in fact, if not in law. Wow. In this context, I'm still quoting, in this context, the enforcement of criminal law should reflect the rights and capacity of persons under 18 years of age to make decisions about engaging consensual sexual conduct and their right to be heard in matters concerning them. So if you're a 12-year-old and you want to have sex with a 30-year-old, you should be able to have your rights and concerns heard. All right, well... Let's wrap it up with that one. Oh we'll, boy! Well, we'll that's a heavy one to wrap on. Yeah, but, uh, but you know what? It's it's not it's not over. It's not over because if enough people stand up and say no, 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 it's not happening, we push back against Bud Light. Say I'll never drink Bud Light again. I'll never shop at Target again. I'll never buy North Face gear again because they're pushing that agenda that is going to end in the destruction and the sexual molestation of millions of children. Then. That pushback will have the effect that it needs to have. And uh, right. we make progress All right. in the well, right direction. Oh, sorry, I had the wrong <laughs> Thanks, camera Paul. there. All right. All right, everybody. Well, until next Tuesday, uh, that is the Great Reset. Uh, a lot of technical difficulties, but we we made it through. So Remember to like, share, and tag. Yeah, like, share, tag, and follow, and all that good stuff. Thanks, Paul. Yep.